Deconversion Therapy. I'm Karen. I'm Bonnie. Howdy, Bonnie. Here we are. That's where us. we were last week. <laughs> yeah. But I'm again in the closet, but I am sitting at a desk in a real chair. Wow. I know. What I were you sitting on before? I was sitting on a poof. <laughs> sure. So that my you know, my posture was all <laughs> jacked up. It was not comfortable or good. So I got this super cheap um computer desk that I think, you know, college kids get. And yeah, it has, it's got levels. It's got so many levels. Mm-hmm. So I'm sitting at that, but at least I feel a little human, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I'm sitting at my desk where I work all week and uh, where I pod and where I watch TV. <laughs> and so um, I, I realized the other day, you know, when I, when I take account of what I've gotten done in a day, mm-hmm. sometimes it's not that much. That's, yeah. And, uh, but what my brain does, I'll stare out the window and just yep. turn off. Like yeah. I'm not daydreaming about going anywhere or what You're happened zoning. in the past or what. Ha- yeah, total zone out. It's like an open, eyeballed meditation of some sort, or like the way new cars now, when they're you know at an idling stoplight, they just shut off. It's called a petite mall seizure. Shut <laughs> <up>. <laughs> but yeah, I get but it. I'm thinking it's helpful. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think. I've yeah. cried once. Right, right. Yeah. And I just sat here at my desk crying, but it was mainly because of circumstances. Yeah. And um how about you? I think okay, the the worst part is that my sleeping is jacked up. Really? So, yeah, I only slept probably 2 hours last night. And my husband's been sleeping terribly, and one of my daughters has been. So, and then I've been seeing a lot of people say, okay, do do people have COVID insomnia? And I'm like, oh, is this a thing? So I don't know if it's like a lack of daily stimulation that then at night you're not tired. I, eh. I, but I am, like, I go to sleep, do not know. I don't know. Well, and now I'm wondering because I don't think that I ever have a whole night's sleep that's interrupt, uninterrupted. And I sleep right. with my phone on the bed. I won't lie. And yeah, yeah people, that means there's no one else in the bed with me but the dog. Um, <laughs> but I sleep with my phone there. And if I get up at, like, 2 o'clock, I'll watch a whole episode of Seth Meyers and then go back to sleep. See, so to me, that's fine. I wouldn't be able to go back to sleep. So, oh. with if I watch something for sure, or turned on a light or anything like that. But I mean, not going to sleep right now anyway. So who knows? I guess below deck sailing yacht. Oh here I come. Below <laughs> <laughs> deck. So talking about that before we get to the question and answers. Um, when I think of sailing, I think of where you and I grew up. And on a boat. 
That's right. <laughs> on the love boat. <laughs> and yeah, the doctor was always asking us into his room. Um, Ew, no, we were children. <laughs> <laughs> the um, yeah, we were sort of near the water. Sounds more extravagant than it um, probably is. But there was this main road at the sort of uh, inlet, and our street was off that. And your grandparents lived facing that busy road. And so you Did and you I, know, okay, first of all, when I drive it now, it's not a busy road. That's what we were sold when we were children. I to know. To keep us home. Yeah. Um, but did you know when we were little, like maybe two years old, um, that road wasn't there and the water just whooshed up on our yard? No. Yeah. I've got, I think I have a picture of it somewhere. Wow. But there was one storm once where, you know, the, the the tide came up and then it receded and then there was just crap all over the yard and it scared yeah. the shit out of me. That like, was hurricane garbage. <laughs> that was Hurricane David because I got to go to the basement of a hospital, evacuate, and I was so excited because I got to eat beans out of a can. Wow. <laughs> I'm like, this is a life. I don't know why everyone's stressing. Um, I remember when I got to clean a toilet for the first time, and I was so excited. Like, oh, I get to finally hold that brush. Yep. Like beans uh, out of a can. That's it. I was excited <laughs> like, to get yeah. braces. I'm like, ooh, um, jewelry. Let me just join the Navy. I can eat beans out of a can and clean all the toilets I want. <laughs> yeah. But on this, uh, on the lawn of your grandparents facing, yeah, it was just like two lanes, um, but people would like bike on the, the path that was the there. Bike path, yeah. Yeah. So I would say a car came by every three minutes. Yep. And you and I really wanted attention, <laughs> just in general. So we staged these violent fights. <laughs> And I was such a string bean, like my knee was as big as my head, like I was just gangly, and I would kick my leg up to sort of, you know, karate your face. Karate that's great. You would tumble, and we were like, okay, we're going to make people stop. This is going to be really good. They're going to think they saw a fight. They're going to go home and go, we saw a fight. That's right. And... Then we did sell grapefruit or something on a table. Yeah, that that went bad once somebody came up and wanted to buy them because we ran out of fear. (laughs) (laughs) Why don't you buy our stuff? (laughs) Or just take it. We're done. (laughs) Just take it. (laughs) And then, um, but then uh, I'm reminded of, we had pretty good people on our street. It was a bunch of boys who were older, but we had this one boy. One I know. boy, <laughs> and he was older. His mother had. He was uh, older. What by like five years? It felt like decades, <laughs> though, to us. You know, he, um, he had wisdom. <laughs> he his mother was in a wheelchair, and oh. he was the worst kid. So he, um. Stole his mother's wheelchair, which again, I picture like her in the bath going, hey, hello, but hopefully not. 
But um, he That's took even her... worse in the I... bath. It is. He probably did. He was terrible. He went <laughs> to the middle of that road with her wheelchair, put it on its side, laid down, and poured ketchup on himself <laughs> to make people stop. And it would be in the middle of the road, so they'd have to stop. <laughs> And then he'd, like, but, run away. <laughs> okay. But in hindsight, now I'm thinking, did he inspire us? Uh, well, I've looked him up since. None of his mug shots inspire me. No. Real, real mug shots? Real mug shots. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But, you know, the weird thing is he came to our church, like, later in life and he was well, like, once you're into redemption, yeah, everyone and shows up. He was probably out of rehab or whatever. And he, um, he saw me, hadn't seen me since we grew up. And he was like, Karen, hey, it's so and so. And I just remember, like, he had on a black suit but brown shoes, and that bothered me. Um, <laughs> but he was like, Hey, can you show me around? And he was really just a little too friendly, and he creeped me out. And my dad was like, don't hang around him. (laughs) Oh, I won't. He is Uh, a bad egg. He's bad. Oh, my gosh. That's just terrifying. Yeah, he was. Well, we should look him up again because he's probably done something in the five years since you looked him up last now it gets depressing because you're like, you look at people and it's like, yeah, they died and blah, blah, blah. And you're like, ah. uh, but he, Although, yeah, he's the kind who did write a self-help book um, because oh, he's that right. kind of person. Yeah. Well, that's I think that's a big market for people who are kind of on the sketch. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. A little sketchy. I mean, there are good ones out there, too, of course. Yeah. Um, all right. So, uh, want to wanna get to the questions? I get, yeah, for sure. Okay. What were your favorite and least favorite songs in church? And thank you all for sending these in, first of all. Um, yeah, these okay. bring up good conversations. Well, you probably have a long list because you loved church music. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no. <laughs> my my favorite was that one that was released in the early 80s by Randy Stonehill. And, um, and we sang it in church. And I guess what you did back then was you just buy the background music. I don't think we had the technology to take it out ourselves. But it was shut dido, keep out de-debel, D-E-B-I-L. Uh, shut dido, keep de-debel, shut dido, keep out de-debel. Um, light a candle, everything's all right. And, you know, uh, and it's a whole Caribbean island feeling thing with a very thick accent. And we were all doing the accent. Oh, yeah. That was not. We were bilingual. <laughs> that was. That was I, now in like in hindsight, I think okay. Did they play it first for us with him singing it, and then say this is how, or did somebody like a college kid go, okay, y'all, we've got to sing this like an accent from the from the islands? I don't know. I don't know, but I know that they would get really 
instructive on, okay, this is how we're going to mock this language correctly. <laughs> and right, they would right. go over it and over it. But this yeah. This is your phonetic pronunciation. Um, and so I thought that I was doing a bang up job witnessing to my Jewish girlfriend when I was about 15. We were on a tennis court. And I taught it to her with the full-on <laughs> accent, figured it would count as witnessing. And I'm like, oh, man, I'm really doing a good job. I'm witnessing to someone who's Jewish. There, and yeah. so she started singing it with me. Um, it did not <laughs> turn out to work. Um, she left senior year to be early admission into an Orthodox Jewish university. <laughs> oh. So, um, so that's my favorite. Where she walked around saying, shut dee <laughs> Why am I singing shut dee um, My least favorite is everything else, <laughs> especially um, the boring ass hymns. Just and, as I am. I don't know. All four um, verses, sing them again. <laughs> it's altar call. Oh, my God. Nothing was better when you read in the program, like, only thirst and third verses yeah yeah yes oh god um oh my god and when I'd have to hear my grandmother when she went to hear how she sang it just you know right in my ear anyway um but uh, I really hated the songs where we took pop songs Mm -hmm. and uh, put churchy lyrics to them um and I can't think of a good example right now except maybe an eagle song about light (laughs) Hmm. I don't know. But um, mainly, that's my issue. I don't like American Idol or any of these uh, voice talent show things where other people are covering songs that were introduced into my brain by a certain artist. So, like, I only want to hear ABBA singing Mamma Mia. I I know that's a popular play, and people like the movie. Right. But... But you're just I only want to see four blonde people singing <laughs> Abba song. But that's my problem. It's mine. I get it. I own it. I don't like meatloaf either. Guess what? I own it. The singer? What? No. I love meatloaf the singer. <laughs> the irony. <laughs> so what's uh, your favorite? Okay, so I have written down, I loved singing Our God is an Awesome God. I think it was Rich Mullins. And this was in churches (laughs) post-Bonnie, post-Baptist. And it was like, Our God is an Awesome God. He reigns over, you know, heaven and earth. And they, so everyone would be singing it together, which made you feel it. You felt like, I'm on this team with everyone, and I'm on the team with the most awesome God who, you know, is bigger and better than anything. So you felt powerful while you were also feeling connected to people. So, man, I could sing that one over and over. And And I get that that was probably the goal of hymns. I know, but the hymns never made it there. You know, the (laughs) Baptist hymns. Uh, it seemed like a slog, um, and maybe it was the antiquated uh, uh, language or something that you're just like, I don't talk like just as I am without one plea. Like so, but it, wasn't it didn't morning work. has broken? Isn't that a hymn? Morning has broken. 
Yeah, yes. but it's a Cat Stevens song to me, so I was I I I got to amend my answer. I take it back. Like I was a little excited to sing that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was a Cat Stevens song cuz you were secular. Um and then my least favorite song is a song that my neighborhood tried to get everyone to sing on Easter at 5 Aww. o'clock, go out on your porch and sing Amazing Grace, yeah. which is the most dirge-like song and pretty much announces to the non-Christian neighbors <laughs> that they're wretches. Right. And I'm like, right. this... They are God not, saved me, and I was a wretch before, and if yep. he didn't save you, that means you're a wretch now. Right, and it's so self-focused, right. like, oh, this is a great song, and this is a meaningful song, and it is when you're focused on yourself, and you're not, you know, understanding at all what it must sound like to the people hearing it. Well... I would say that is a lot of what people from church sounded like to me, even when they weren't singing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and that's one of my issues with going and why we're here. That's right. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no. Sorry, Blank's mother, who I still resent to this day. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, we should do, uh, we keep coming up with podcasts or podcast segments um, you and I are going to do one called yelling at people during COVID. But then now we can just do people who were offensive or clueless. And it's just us saying names. <laughs> Inappropriate things that church grownups said to me as a child. Yeah, yeah. Great. I wonder if she knows. Maybe I should seek her out right now and go, you know what? I've resented you for 30 years. I forgive you. Yeah. Maybe she'd like that. Ooh, well, oh. you don't want to, you could be opening a door. Careful with the door opening. I'm okay. just kidding. I would never. The next, see, you know I would because I have. Oh, well, right. <laughs> I know. Uh, anyway. Nope, I'm um, just going to sit in my room and watch TV. <laughs> okay. The so next uh, the next one. question, are you reading it? Sure. What did you learn about sex in the church that turned out to not be true? Want me to go? Sure. All right. Um, that it was the worst thing ever to have it before marriage. That was just pounded into pounded. Our, our heads. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was just, I was going to say beaten. Um, uh, that was just somehow... And somehow we all got it, and the girls, you know, it was a peer pressure thing on each other. Yeah, yeah. You know? It's like, very unhealthy. Very unhealthy. That person's a slut because they do this. Yeah. Um, you know, there were there were church people, and there were uh, people from school. Mm -hmm. And those school people, you know, there was stuff happening. And you, um, it, yeah, it made you put people into two different categories automatically. Yep. Yeah. And, um, I mean, it was so much, it was so much a threshold to either be, be on one side of or the other that we had a couple, boy and girl, our freshman year of college, they got married on the sneak. And I can only assume it was because they wanted to have sex ASAP. And he probably wanted it more than her because, he, you know, boys, what is it? Guys push and girls 
Push guys, back. What? Guys, step on the accelerator. Right, right. <laughs> girls are in charge of the brakes. Right. So she probably right. had a firm grip on her brake. Yeah. Um, and so they got married on the sneak. And uh, there was some kind of a deadline because they were, you know, that they had, I guess, given themselves because then they were technically married before their wedding. And, um, and so the day of their wedding, I think maybe you told me it was all a sham. Right. And, uh, and I'm glad that you had told me because then you and I could tell our third friend <laughs> <laughs> who wanted to stay for more of the wedding or reception or what have you. And we, we said, listen, this is all fake. She's tricking everybody, and we needed to get on time to a Brian Adams concert. <laughs> so that was the Priorities. only way we got her to get out of there, get to the Brian Adams concert on time. Ah, oh, Brian. Pre-Disney Brian Adams. It's Is great. it Disney? Well, he sang like one or two like ballads that started, you know, made him less attractive. But um, yeah, I know. So it was very much. It wasn't the purity culture in the way that it is a marketed thing now with books. It was just um bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was just uh, right. So what I think to add on to yours that I learned was wrong was again that. No sex. <clears throat> they were very big on um, the law of diminishing returns. If you hold hands now, you're going to want to do more. And if you kiss with your mouth closed, you're going to want to do more. So you've got with your to mouth just, closed. <laughs> yeah, with your mouth closed, you're gonna then. Want, oh, you're gonna want to then open yes. your mouth. <laughs> and that French ticket. Ticking, yikes! Uh, French kissing simulates sex. So, um, so oh, okay, that they kept us naive. Oh wait, they did. You. They loved keeping us naive. They kept us naive to the point of you know, okay, um, shut down all your urges and your feelings and all this stuff. And then, because when you get married, this is the lie, it's going to be wonderful. Sex is going, to, God is going to bless you so much more and all this stuff. And I mean, now we clearly see that that's not how the brain or the mind works. There's not a little switch that happens up at the altar and people are you know, trying to recover from the purity culture because of all that shit. Right. What <laughs> else did we learn about sex? Of course, gays wrong. Um, oh, my gosh. And it was and I had a couple or maybe a few gay friends who like swirled around me and they were realizing that the other one was gay. And then they would tell me in code that they had figured out that somebody was gay. And I was like, what are you talking about? And, but because they, they didn't say gay. Like like one of my friends would say, oh, such and such figured me out. I'm like, what are you talking about? What do you mean figured you out? Like psychoanalyzed you? I didn't put it together. And um, 
And I think <laughs> that's our naivete that we were so protected and sheltered in many ways. And some of it was self-sheltering. For sure. You know, I didn't go looking for um, porn. (laughs) (laughs) It found me. It found me. (laughs) The other thing with sex that was incorrect, uh, I have a feeling that what they kept saying to us that boys think of sex every seven seconds might be impossible. I don't. <laughs> I don't I, think so. I don't know how they got that. And they put it into our minds and they kept saying it. So then when I'd go to school and I'd be in like math class and you turn around and, you know, you look at a good guy friend, you're like, oh, shit, don't talk more than seven <laughs> seconds. Seven <laughs> like it's hey, how are you today? Bye. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, here's one question. What were crazy pants things that people at church did and said that you knew you weren't allowed to laugh at? Okay, <sighs> I love this question because the term crazy pants doesn't <laughs> mean to you what it might mean to us because there was a guy at our Baptist University who had a pair of white jeans <laughs> and he had meticulously put on there all the colorful logos of the Christian rock bands, <sighs> including the one that uh, featured Karen's boyfriend that was specific to our school. Yes. Yeah. Um, And he would be, he was a groupie and he would have, uh, they could have been those white cords. No. Not, they were just (laughs) skin tight white jeans. Great. Um, I don't even know that they were skin tight. uh, But yeah, he would have like Petra on one side and. um, Striper. Oh my God. (laughs) So it, it was, yeah, it was bad. Oh, I should tell you a funny thing. And uh, it was public, so I don't care. Um, so Kevin Max of DC Talk is lives in my neighborhood. Um, and he posted on our public page the thing about Kenneth Copeland trying to blow mm-hmm. away COVID. If you haven't <laughs> seen that video, it's yeah. great. And that he posted it. I was like, Ah, he's a really nice guy, um, but I don't know if DC Talk was around then for this particular person to write <laughs> right. on his jeans. Okay. Well, okay, so years later, I met this guy in New York, and uh, I see him one day. Not white pants guy. No, I met okay. a totally different guy yep. in New York. And one day we get together and we're going somewhere and he's got on these jeans, they're blue jeans, but they've got all four heads of the members of Kiss Kiss painted on them down the thigh. And I was like, oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) By him? What is happening? (laughs) No, (laughs) I'm pretty sure it wasn't him. Um, but he was Jewish, so uh, he would never have a pair of striper pants. <laughs> but he was still thinking uh, of sex every seven seconds. <laughs> Probably. Um, oh, the other crazy thing that somebody said at our Baptist University, which is like church adjacent, um, it's our freshman year, and I meet this girl, and she was quite serious sometimes. 
and uh, she had a very southern accent. And we were talking about boys, blah, blah, blah. And she goes, oh, my God, I would never let a boy stick his tongue in my mouth. (laughs) (laughs) And so on so many levels, like you couldn't laugh in her face. I know, because it was so earnest. It was earnest and it was serious. And it made you kind of go, oh, my God, am I a slut? I've let a boy stick his tongue in my mouth. (laughs) And it was okay. Um, (laughs) See, that's the thing where we were so programmed to, like, have these deep conversations with people that, you know, you don't get as easily when you're out of the church. You just don't. Um, Yeah, right. And then the not laughing, like taking them seriously was— Doubting yourself. Right, right. It was just an immediate thing that you had to go, oh, yes, mm-hmm, oh, you know. And then we were shit piles and laughed about it <laughs> to this yeah, day. Yeah. <laughs> so some of the things I had when I later went to charismatic church, I was friends with this couple, and um, it would be like, you know, oh, uh, you guys want to go to Denny's? And they'd be like, oh, we need to pray about it. And now, Was that code for we need to see how much cash we've got? See, I didn't think of that then. I think that was it. Then I was thinking, do, do you have to ask God if you're hungry? Um, but they also, she said, you know, how, and I'd been told this a lot, how demonic things and spirits can attach to objects, especially vintage Things So she's like, yeah, we had my grandmother's old washboard up, but I just felt that that wasn't good. So we took it down and got rid of it. And I'm like, wasn't good. Can't God just get, you know, can't you pray over it? Um, <laughs> so there were a lot of those kinds of things where you just like, this is. That's so funny because it's like a- you you don't acknowledge spirits in one aspect, but then you yep. do in another. Right, right. And you don't acknowledge, you you sing, our God's an awesome God, but then you have to throw away like, <laughs> you know. washboard. Yeah, washboard and a spoon collection because God just is not powerful enough and awesome enough to take care of that. Karen, I swear to God, everyone is just full of shit. It's just the type and the the level. I don't know. I think they've been filled with shit. There are a (laughs) lot of people who were very earnest, like myself and like this couple I'm thinking of, that, you know, they, that's it. That's their parameters. That's what they've been shown and filled with. And so that's, that's all they've got. There was a girl in sixth grade who sat next to me in class, and I remember occasionally I would look over to say something to her, mm-hmm. and she would just drop her head. Not every time I looked, but I, I noticed. <laughs> Take a, a hint, Bonnie. <laughs> right? <laughs> she would just drop her head, close her eyes, and mouth stuff to herself, and then at the end kind of give her body a squeeze and a big smile, and that was it. And I'm thinking, was that praying? Was that just, oh, my God, i got to stop right now and pray. Right. And was it praying, please don't talk to me anymore. Please <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Please let me have patience with her. Please, Please let me Lord. have patience with her. <laughs> oh, yeah. no. I should find her and ask her. There are tons of things like that. And if it's the person I'm thinking of, later I ran into her at a wedding and uh, my father was with me. And <laughs> yes. my father came up to me and said, it looks like someone has gotten an augmentation because <laughs> she'd gotten a boob job. But that's the thing. Like we had people that were very much like that who ended up. Um, so the wedding we were at, the person married a uh, we never called him clergy, a minister, but like a uh, in a. Uh, a baby minister. Uh, 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 he administered the... a baby. Now, you can't understand what I'm saying, but don't have sex. <laughs> yeah, because I'm thinking about it every seven seconds while I talk to you. Um, You're a boy baby. You're going to think of it. <laughs> Let's go. Timer's on. But, you know, like the junior ones, you know, they'd be in college or a little after college and they'd like be pastor the, in training yeah that kind of thing and on that track one of our friends married that person and um that was the wedding and later you know he came out as gay so that, oh i've got a picture of us from that wedding oh i'm gonna see so that one didn't take but a lot of those type things happened and i remember after that wedding split up Someone else in the church said, oh, I can't believe that he did that to her. And well, I would say that. Yes, but this, we talked a little bit about it. And in her mind, she didn't mean that he knew he was gay and married her. He, that he chose to live a gay oh. life once they okay. were, you know, married. And I'm like, it's... And she really thought it was a choice, blah, 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 um, because... Yeah, because to me, it's like, well, why don't you just maybe not get married and break, not break someone's heart? I know. Maybe how about I that? I was in no? a prayer group at the church, um, charismatic one, and... There was a couple with kids, and he, we all prayed for him because he, you know, said, I struggle with homosexual thoughts, and everything in all of us was sort of like, we're going to pray for you. We're going to get you through this. And now uh, I, I, can <laughs> yeah, I can assume where everything went. I, I have a feeling. But there, okay. there were so many dirty. gay guys at our Baptist college, though. Yeah, and... I can think of one that was really handsome. There, I mean, it's almost the same ratio of and, gay and that's men awful, that work it, at Hobby Lobby. Um, but maybe that's an awful thing to say, but there was one I had a huge crush on. Yeah. And, um, he was really cute. I, I always laugh at thinking like, oh, the parents of these gay young men, they send them off to Baptist college and they think this is good. This is going to be a good influence on them. And then they're just sending them into a dormitory where yeah. they're going to meet other young, gay, frustrated guys who finally are liberated. Exactly. Anyway. Yep. Yep. So, so the bottom line. next question. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Send them to Baptist College. Um, I don't know if we have any 
left on this one, do we? Yes. Okay. The last one is, what do you do when you're at a family event and someone asks you to say grace? Okay. Mine is uh, more um, suspicious, shady, subject to, um, I don't know, ridicule uh-huh. than maybe yours is. Okay. Yours is more earnest. I'm just that kind of <laughs> immaculate person. So, right, because I know what you're going to say, but for me, I'm perfectly happy saying grace. I just leave the specifics out. Um, I've been asked before, and I'm like, I don't have any problem with bowing my head and saying something like, we are so grateful and appreciative for the food in front of us and the friends and family around us and the love, yada, yada, And because um, I am, and that's genuine. I don't have to sign off in Jesus' name or start it out addressing, you know, Dear Father, Holy Jesus, who art our Lord and Savior. So that's a good idea. I had never thought of that, although I do know how I am, and I would probably hold up my finger and look at everyone and say, okay, this is not a prayer, and then I will do it. (laughs) Like, I'm just so... But I think that's a good idea. And then at the end, you can say, thank you, Turkey, for giving your life. Like they do on Naked and Afraid when they kill an animal and then they cry. Oh, I'm just getting more about your TV watching habits from these podcasts than anything. It is. That's so funny. Perfection. Um, Also, I have been made fun of for years by people and not you. But probably Maybe. you, yeah. by saying, <laughs> who have said snarky little things to me like, it really doesn't take much for you, does it? Because I will just talk about things that I'm really grateful for. And probably I'll say it more than once. And I am sorry. But that's what people do about God, too. So yeah. maybe I'm not sorry for saying how funny 30 Rock is over and <laughs> over again or talking about the chords that are in the Electric Light Orchestra catalog of music. Um, but it's just the tiny th- – I take a picture of the same flowers maybe two times a week. But that's good. I'm just, reading. Um, yeah. And I send them to you and you're like, okay. Oh, no. Recently it's, oh, thanks for sending me another picture of a cup of coffee. Thanks. <laughs> I didn't say that. No, I know. Oh. Not you, but like other people I'm thinking because you're not the only one I sent my <laughs> coffee pictures. You have a list. <laughs> coffee pics. I do. I have a list and I have a like a triage of, well, this person will get freaking sick of it soon. So you're only going to get one picture of coffee. <laughs> Okay, so this goes perfectly into a book I'm listening to. She is a writer at um, Comedy Central, Tara Mm -hmm. Schuster, and it's called Buy Yourself the Fucking Flat Lilies. Lilies. And what? The Flat Lilies? Buy Yourself the Fucking Lilies. Oh, oh, okay. And the cover is so pretty. But... It's, it goes <laughs> this over. This is in the podcast when I usually go, I got to look at that cover right now. No, no, don't. <laughs> um, but the it's interesting because it's sort of like a self-help book and things that she went through. And then, so I look her up and she now works with uh, David Spade on his show. And I'm like, <gasps> 
My life is coming together. Um, But the thing that she said about, oh, she was saying she keeps a list next to her computer of three different kinds of people. One, the people who will applaud and say that's great to anything. They won't say like, all right, or, you know, oh, I like your idea, but. And then she has her second tier of people who are, she calls them the road warriors, people who are like in the same biz and she can go to with problems and they'll be honest and all that. Mm-hmm. So like if she's starting a project, she might go to those first people who will just encourage her. And right. then she might go to the second people like, okay, what do you think? And they'll be like, well, you got to do this and this. Um, and then she has a list of the people that she's like, hell no. Like I fall into the trap of telling these people something I'm excited about and every yes. single time. See, and I'm right now having that feeling of, why didn't you tell me about this book before? Now I'm mad at you. Great. Well, <laughs> I just discovered it. But, Whatever. <laughs> um, it's, it is really fascinating, and it's like stuff you know. Um, but, but the third group that you just mentioned, that's like me with certain people, because I have those people in my life, too, which, of course, we all do. And it's like uh, Charlie Brown with the football me and too. Lucy. Like, why do I think I'm going to kick that football ever? Yes. Ever. And it keeps going. I know. And or there's just for me, because you're like me, uh, although you have like a, a real job in corporate, I am more just creative is my whole gig. And so such emotion is attached to that. So when I go to one of those people because I'm excited about something and I tell them something, if there's even a two-second pause, (laughs) I'm just like, shit, what did I do? You know, like, why did I tell this person? They're not going to totally understand. It doesn't mean I don't love that person and we get along great. It's just I, their brain doesn't work. the wrong recipient. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I think I'm going to do that for sure. But it's, um, yeah, if I. And we have an, I have an example that that includes you of of something that happened last week. Uh Uh-oh. All right. Because. I've been goofing around, sometimes taking selfies because I got these new little strips that make my eyelids look different. Oh, yeah, your eyelid. And they're really cool, and they actually make a difference, but only people who really know what my face looks like can kind of tell. Right. Anyway, so I took a picture of them, and then um, (laughs) my big joke is, oh, while we're in quarantine, we're all going to cut our own bangs. So (laughs) I took a piece of scraggly ass pointy hair from my back, you know, like like a ponytail, and put it where bangs were. And I took yeah, my back hair. <laughs> and, uh, and I put it down and made it look like I had the worst bangs ever and just uneven and stick straight. And uh, so I sent it to a few people. I sent it to you and you were like, where's the top of your head? Because you were on to me. Yes. 
I I had not fallen for this since we were three, but go and do it. Yeah. And um, I sent it to another friend, and their response was, Gorge. (laughs) No! (laughs) See, and then just put them on, yeah, let me have their number for when I have ideas. Right. That's Fabulous. Like, no, uh, no, no. I don't trust anything now. Right. I know. I know. Yep. So you've got a bit of, yeah, both yeah. those things. Oh, my uh, God. I can't wait to read this book. Now you've given me reason to live for today. Okay. There's another book that I think people are going to want to read. And I'm going to selfishly plug that I have another podcast coming up, but it's on writing. So if you've ever wanted to write, blah, blah, blah go to write in 10 on Instagram because I'm having such fun taking pictures, but I'm putting the books I'm reading. So that one, and then there's this other one called Godshot. It's fiction. And mm-hmm. I... Oh, that's right. You told me about that. It's, no, I read something that you posted about it. It has a very sparkly cover. Love it. Love it. But um, it's fiction and it come came out from Catapult, which uh, they're... I'm not going to get into this. That's the other podcast. And it is about a girl and her mother somewhere, I think, in California going to a church and the pastor ends up like, I'm I'm Jesus for today. Like, you know, he starts morphing into thinking he's all powerful and they totally believe it. And like a Jim Jones kind of thing? I think it is from uh, Bethel. It sounds like this writer might have thought of Bethel because it talks about the glitter coming down and Mm. they think it's gold glitter from God. Just like. Oh, and that would explain the cover. Yeah, yeah. So I made like this pretty picture because I have this fun app. That app, when you sent me the picture of coffee, remember, I put a little, I apped up that and sent it back. Well, I apped up her cover and I posted it. And then she kept writing me like, oh, I love this. Oh, da, 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 da. What's the app? Da, da, da. And so today I think I'm going to be like, okay, I've gotten a little further. Is Mm -hmm. this connected at all to Bethel because you've got the glitter in there. You've got the town that is basically the church. Yeah. Reading. Is that it? Yes. Yes. So I think that one is going to be fascinating, but it goes, I mean, put a butterfly on my coffee cup and it was so cute or on a plant I have. I know I can do so many cute things with this app. (laughs) Ah, Listen, people, it's COVID. We've got to get the apps. We've got to buy ourselves flowers. We've got to, uh, I got Put our this. own oxygen mask on so we don't kill the ones we love. Yep, yep. And um, by that I meant by anger and a fight, not a virus. <laughs> yeah. When, okay, you didn't answer. What do you do at a family event when someone asks you to say grace? Well, I've, I've distracted you well enough. That's what I do. <laughs> no, I... Um, the only times that we get together, uh, my father is still very Christian, and there's been a lot of crying and bemoaning me, um, and we love each other hugely. Uh, so 
Now when we get together and it's a religious sit down, I turn to him and say, would you like to say the prayer? So that is, I feel, that is brilliant because you deflect well, and, and you pivot. Yeah. And also it's more like if I don't do that, no prayer will be given because he doesn't want or he's going to say, let me pray. Like it's going to get awkward unless mm-hmm. I give him that opportunity to express himself. And even if I'm not with it, you know. That's okay. He knows that I'm respecting him in that way. But God, if I was ever asked, I think, some other kind of function, I'd be like, "Uh, that's, you know, get out your prayer rugs. Where's Mecca? (laughs) And just fuck him up. No, I don't know. I, I think another way to look at it, though, is like I've been to Jewish funerals and when they're praying, I bow my head and I just you know, don't, don't participate. Yeah. I yeah. Know. I, I, know, I know. I know. I'm, I'm, I've sold my soul a little and that's okay. No, no. Um, <laughs> I just go into, yeah, but I'm how okay many Jews go off and kill people? And now someone's going to write in. Son and of go, Sam. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and on that, we're going to end note. our question and answer. Please send your own funny stories to us. Go to deconversiontherapypodcast.com. We've got a little place there. And because we can't do it all, um, <laughs> I'm not much on Twitter anymore, but definitely on Instagram and definitely Uh, Our Facebook group just, it goes itself. I go in there, steal the memes that are posted, (laughs) and um, but people get really active in there, and it's a good place. I like that place. I like the place. The place is good. And that's it. Uh, So we're going to sign off then. Let's sign it off by saying, don't be a ship pile, wash your hands, (laughs) and get an augmentation. (laughs) I'm going to get my eyelids augmented by plastic tape. All right, have a good one. (laughs) Bye. Bye.